Yeah, Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. And the clip's going to clip. Our 15-minute extravaganza was only a, uh appetizer for three hours today. Keyshawn's going to stop by at 5, Momo at 5.15, and she'll sit with us for an hour, LZ. But the Clipper collapse went down. And I- I'm going to start the show by giving you some sexy stats. Are you ready for some sexy stats here to start the show? Just, just you know, people want to know. Uh, Laura, can you find us like some baby making music? You know what I mean? Just, just some R and B. You know, just something that make you go, oh yeah. Somebody's uh, begging for it, oh, right? Baby, 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 baby. Because <laughs> that's that's it. Feels like it's apropos at the moment. There you go. There Pony go. works. There we go. So. The question I have heard all day, right, and whether it's from people in the audience, whether it's just uh, people in our business, LZ, is how did this happen? Why did this happen to the Clippers? And the answer was this, and I don't normally say this stuff, man. I am not the guy, LZ, who will go out and just, like, challenge people's manhood in this case, but they choked. Kawhi... (laughs) Leonard wasn't good. Listen to these stats Mm -hmm. in the three losses in a row. First half, Kawhi Leonard, 14 points per game, 56% from the field, 47% from three. In the second half of these games, Kawhi Leonard, 10 points per game. Okay, not so bad. bad. Here's here's where it gets bad. 31% from the field, 27 from three. But wait, wait, wait. It gets worse. In the fourth quarter, Kawhi Leonard, five points per game, which is fine. 27% from the field. They were all free throws. And in three of the seven games, he had zero settle a goose egg in the fourth quarter. Three games, zero points. He wouldn't guard Jamal Murray. An absolute and utter embarrassment. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and this Clippers team, the only way I can describe them, LZ, is that they are the epitome of front runners. So, first of all, I love the sexy stats. They're very, very sexy. Uh, man, what I really want to do, I want to get in the time machine. And I want to go back in time about one year. And I want to look all those people who said Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the NBA because LeBron had missed the postseason and and Kawhi had just won a championship. I want all those people to look me in the eye and say those words again with today's information. Say those words again. Say those words again. I think Kawhi is a fantastic player. Mm -hmm. He is a fantastic player. I think Paul George is a good player. He's good. And some days he can be very good. He's never great, but some days he can be very good. To compare those guys to LeBron James was a sin back then, and it's a sin today. Mm-hmm. LeBron is just built differently. Y'all mm-hmm. need to stop doing that. Yes. Whoever you guys are who thinks that Kawhi or Giannis or any of these other guys with these eye-popping stats can do what LeBron does as a leader – aren't really paying attention to ball beyond the statistics. A leader. That's what the Clippers needed. That's what the Lakers have. A leader. Someone who can get you organized. Someone who recognizes when they need to turn it on, when they need to pull back, 
when they get you involved, how they get you involved, a leader, a coach on the court, when teams are breaking down, when things aren't working right, when people start looking around, you tell them to look at you. The Clippers didn't have that. And it was evident to your point, fourth quarter after fourth quarter after fourth quarter. When, te- when things get rough, way off P, don't want nothing to do with nothing. I'm here's so the glad thing. the Lakers didn't sign him, man. He- here's I'm the so thing. I'm so happy about that. Playing with LeBron is not always easy, okay? It's not. It's not always easy, but it has its pros and cons, like anything in life. And at the very least, to your point, with the leadership stuff, he has a leadership style. You may not love it, but he has one. And he's going to get up in your you-know-what, and sometimes he's going to do it directly, and you know, in other times he may be a little more passive-aggressive. Sometimes he uses a cartoon fist. Right. Sometimes he uh, tells you to fit in or fit out on Instagram. Right. Right. right, Uh, You know, but nonetheless, you have a decent idea of where you stand. Right. And when it comes to on the floor, he's very direct, sometimes so direct that he becomes a meme. Uh, However, the underrated part about playing with LeBron James is not that he makes your life easier on the court, because that seems fairly evident. It's that he's going to take all the bullets. Okay, when things don't go right, the first place the pundits go to is LeBron James, blah, 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 blah. Okay, more times than not, that's the that's the cover you get when you play with LeBron James. And 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 I think that that part of it is also underrated, like Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, forget Paul George, Kawhi, Giannis, right? Like all these guys that are being compared. Even KD, to some extent, right? Yep. They don't have the armor that LeBron has on himself, right? Where he has had... There is not a player in this generation, okay, that has taken more proverbial bullets from the media for sports or non-sports or whatever, right, than LeBron James. Whether that goes back to his decision to leave Cleveland, right, for some of his stances on social stuff, um, or just the way he treats people and teammates sometimes when things aren't going right. But, you know what? Having that armor and having been and forged through fire the way he has allows him to have a perspective and the context that's necessary when things get really tough. And those other guys, they don't really have that no. quality that he does. No. No, they don't. And it's not an indictment in terms of your manhood or anything like that. It's just that certain people are built differently and other people are made differently. Mm -hmm. And when you go through, to your point, this level of scrutiny that LeBron James has gone through, you know, I would say basically since his second year in the league, like his first year was kind of like, oh my God, look at this kid and he could do no wrong. Right. But then by the second year, you know, people got tired of him. Right. Well, think about it. Think about it, Elsie. To your point. His rookie season, Dwayne Wade was already crossing up Baron Davis in the playoffs and going on to the second round, you know what I'm saying, and losing in a tough series against a, a good Indiana team. Year two, he didn't make the playoffs. Carmelo Anthony's already in the playoffs too, you know what I mean? So the, his contemporaries at that time were already having some modicum of playoff success, and he still hadn't even made it yet, to your point. Right, and here we are today, and – you know, LeBron James has made it to his record 16th All-NBA team. He was first team, just to find me so, 
You know, a lot of people feel like he's going to finish second in MVP voting. I think, obviously, they were wrong. He should have been first, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it's in these moments. It's in these moments when you have the haters saying, oh, yeah, but he's lost in the finals six times. Those are the people who aren't capable of recognizing this man has been to the finals nine times. Correct. That's not easy. Correct. And now you have a reminder of just how hard it is. You can have the best record in the league, Giannis, and not make it. Mm -hmm. You could have two all-world players and a deep roster and a championship-caliber coach and an owner who won't hesitate to spend all the money in the world to make it happen, and you still not make it. Yeah. What LeBron accomplished in, this, in, in those nine trips to the finals needs to, put, needs to be respected a lot more. And this season should give you some clear indication as to why. He made it look easy, but it was never easy, ever. You're 100% right. And we will open up the phones at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Who is to blame and why on the Clippers? Where are you pointing the finger? If we're doing a blame pie, shout out to the Kamenetsky brothers. Uh, Where are you assigning the blame and why? How much blame does Doc get? How much blame does Kawhi get? How much blame does Paul George get? How much blame does uh, the supporting cast, the front office, hit us up? What do you think they'll do next? What should they do next? And then LZ and I will also dive into, oh, hey, the Denver Nuggets are playing the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll have that plus all the jokes on Twitter coming up in three minutes and 30 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ. Oh, cry me a river. That should be the theme song for Clipper fans. Yesterday, the... Social media was savage yesterday, LZ. I mean, first of all, shout out to Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum were having a ball yesterday, making fun of the Clippers. As well they should. Well, because Pat Beverly took a lot of shots at them, yes. Exactly. And, oh, by the way, they wouldn't have gone a combined zero for whatever, whatever, whatever in the fourth quarter of a game seven. (laughs) Right. And and I, I think that the difference there is, the the Blazers went down because they weren't the better team and they were had all sorts of injuries, right? right. Like, but the, it wasn't because of a lack of competitiveness, right? And the Clippers did not compete in these second halves in these fourth quarter because they thought that ah, it'll work itself out, we'll be fine. Um, real quick, I do have some breaking news from the Pac-12 that I want to read here. Yeah, Larry Scott, Pac-12 commissioner, uh, has put out this release. The Pac-12 welcomes today's statements by Governor Newsom of California and Governor Brown of Oregon that the state public health officials will allow for contact practice and return to competition and that there are no state restrictions on our ability to play sports in light of our adherence to strict health and safety protocols and stringent testing requirements, including our recently announced partnership with Quidel, uh, which will enable daily rapid testing results. We appreciate Governor Newsom and Governor Brown's support. 
the former, which is consistent with the very productive conversation that he and I had, he and I had earlier today. Our California and Oregon universities will now each individually and immediately reach out to their relevant county public health officials to seek clarification on what is required to achieve the same clearance to resume contact practice and competition. Uh, so there you go. So it looks like the Pac-12 could be back online fairly soon here. Fight on! Uh, so there you have it. So people want to chime in. People want to get in on the conversation that we were having, LZ, about the Clippers. Um, I set some rules yeah. before we let them in, George. Yeah, yeah. All right, rule number one, mm-hmm. nothing personal. Don't get into the whole, you know, stuff about the daughter. And, yeah. yeah, none yeah. of that. None of none that, of that. None of that. Yeah. Um, if you're going to curse, no multi-syllable words. Yes. Yes. Well, don't curse, period. Well, I mean, sometimes you can't help yourself. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. No, no, no cursing. It's it, We can't curse. We can dump. You're putting, you're putting Laura in a tougher spot. Laura? I can only dump once, and I yeah, don't even yeah. want to do the once. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah, only okay, dump fine. once. All right, yeah. no cursing. Yes. Fine. <laughs> and then rule number three. Yes. This is the most important rule. Okay. Don't steal anybody else's jokes. We don't want you rolling all through Twitter and trying to pass off people's jokes as your own. Right. Be creative. Yes. Be, be creative. Be creative. Um, real quick, mm-hmm. um, Denver. Denver is next. Real team. You have been on them. Uh, Jamal Murray. Top 30 Jamal Murray. Top 30, baby. Told you. <laughs> Top 30 Jamal Murray. Uh, what, what do you think? Make, make a prediction now before we move on to the calls. Lakers in five. Yeah, wait a second. I thought what happened to top 30 Jamal Murray? Listen, top 30 Jamal Murray is is a real thing. Hell, top five James Harden is a real thing, but what happened? Lakers in five. Yeah. Listen, the reason why I'm saying Lakers in five is because out of all the teams that the Lakers have faced so far, Portland, Houston, and now Denver, Denver's actually the one squad where they play to the Lakers' strength, which is in the front court. Right. That's the difference for me. Yeah, okay. Fair so, enough. I, I have I have them. See, I thought I was giving Jamal Murray and them even more more uh, plenty of respect. I thought you'd go like six or seven. So I went six on my official pick on ESPN. <laughs> so I, I I mean, but I I was gonna go five, but I'm like, eh, I don't need Jamal Murray calling me out like he called out Stephen A. and Zach Lowe and uh, Charles and Shaq, right? So I at least gave them six. Yeah. Uh, if this was a situation that it was, Houston and and Portland scared me because of the backcourt. Correct. But it's the front court for Denver that's getting it done with Jokic. Jokic, Jokic so has I'm, been good. Jokic so he's has good. Been good. So I'm not yeah. going. Is Jokic really going to be that much better than LeBron and AD? Yeah. No. All right. Uh, Jokic has been good against the Lakers this year in four games. Jamal Murray's been okay. He's been really bad from three, shooting 16 percent from three point land in four games this year against the Lakers. Let's go to the phones. Ryan in Hollywood. Ryan, what do you got? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, uh, bro? So- so, real quick here, I'm just going to preface all of this. I love LeBron James, and I love Kawhi Leonard. I'm actually a basketball fan. I wouldn't consider myself to be a hardcore Lipper, uh, Clipper fan, even though I grew up in San Diego, but that's before the, the, or after the Clippers had already left. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. I, I really love Laker fans' selective memory. I really do. Um, because Laker fans are the – you talk about Clippers being – you're the ultimate front runners, and let me tell you why. Oh, what? Laker fans hated, hated on LeBron James, hated on him when he was in Cleveland, when he went to Miami. They made fun of him. Oh, he's never going to win as many as Kobe. He's one, two, three. But now that he's here, you all want to give him passes. I just heard LZ. 
oh, they're talking about when LeBron missed. LeBron, let's say that again. LeBron missed the playoffs. He didn't go to the playoffs on a year that he played well, the whole year. He was I hurt. Just, he did get hurt for the first time in his career. I mean, there was he that. He did, but I'm just saying that he missed the playoffs on the Laker team. Okay. I'm just saying. So, yeah. so, so let's preface all this, right? So the reason that people were talking about Kawhi Leonard the way he was, number one, he's beaten LeBron James head-to-head, no. and he became the MVP in no. that series. That's no. one. He, he no. was the MVP of that series, but he also was on one of the more complete teams in the sport like, at that time. He was on a but dynasty. He was, but he locked down LeBron most of that series. He was the um, Well, no, I, I, listen, series. I was there, um, you know, Ryan. So I, I can tell you this. He did not lock LeBron down. LeBron, he locked down everyone else that he guarded. LeBron, while he did make life harder on LeBron, LeBron still still scored 28 points per game on 56% shooting in that five-game loss. That, okay. I'll, and by I'll, the way, I'll, the year before, LeBron took care of business against him. I'll, I'll give you that. But then here's the other reason. Kawhi mm-hmm. went to another team that has never reached the finals ever yeah. and won a title for them. That that's team, why that, that, that team that's won why 60 games the year before that. Kawhi showed up, dog. And have, I mean, you making it sound like he uplifted it like a scrub squad. That's why no, he he took games. them he took them in the playoffs to a place they'd never been. I'll right. give you that, but it's not like the the bones of a good team. Tells his point wasn't there. Of course not. But that, but my point is though is that when people are talking about Kawhi like this, look, Paul George, there is no doubt he's a choker. He's okay. a choker. And look, Doc Rivers on. I mean, this is just me neutral. He needs to be fired. He was horribly horribly outcoached by Mike Malone in every single second half. You saw exactly what the commentators were saying every single time. They ran pick and roll, always with Jamal Murray and Jokic. They had no, they, they had no cover for that whatsoever in any of the last three games. It was horrid, horrid coaching. So Doc Rivers, I, I, I really think he needs to be let go. I mean, he, okay. he's just not the guy for this. Okay, fine, right. Ryan, I got to run because we're up against it. We're already over, but appreciate your call. People want to chime Negro's in. Benny Del not walking through that door. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to play that Patino game like Amin does? <laughs> um, uh, by the way, congratulations to the Dodgers clinching a playoff berth. Uh, so there you go. Clinching a playoff berth. I believe they are the first team in Major League Baseball to clinch a playoff berth with a win. They hold on against the Padres. Uh, but coming up next, we'll take more of your calls. Laker fans, Ryan and Hollywood just called you the front runners, not the Clippers like me and LZ said. 877-710-ESPN. Also, what was Kawhi and the Clippers' biggest mistake throughout this entire season? I'll tell you what I think it was, and LZ will tell you his as well. We'll be back in 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Key's going to join us at 5 o'clock. Momo's going to be here at 515, and she'll be here for an hour. And then our boy Mac, Mark Anthony K of the LAFC at 615. So we got an action-packed show for you. We're taking your calls in this first hour because I don't know how much time we're going to have to take calls after the fact. So 877-710-ESPN if you want to hop aboard uh, and get in on who is to blame, what happened, uh, what you thought 
uh, went down with the Clippers. Why are they in the position that they are? The Clipper curse. Whatever you want to do, today is the day to unleash. Uh, Ryan in Hollywood unleashed on both the Clippers and the Lakers in that last segment. He called in and said the Clippers are not just the front runners. That Laker fans are front runners too. The way they reacted uh, to LeBron. Um, and by the way, LeBron and his LeBron and his uh, path, the Lakers' path. LZ, as much credit as we want to give the Nuggets, and you said five, right? And I said, you know, most six, right? Right. Um, the path is easier. No matter which way you, you spin it, right? The path is easier because the Clippers were, you know, match styles make fights, right? And the matchup there was going to be more challenging than I think the Denver Nuggets. And then on the other side, with Miami and Boston, who, as you pointed out um, yesterday, are really good teams, but... They're the experience factor, or lack thereof, I would say, of postseason success is really favoring LeBron right now. Like, this is, you know, I've said this all along. We've agreed. You've said it too. This is the Lakers' best chance to win a championship because, look, LeBron's going to be 36 in a few months, right? And Anthony Davis is healthy. And, you know, the Clippers will be better next year in theory, right? And the Warriors will be back. And Kevin Durant's going to be back. And, there's more potential potholes on the drive to a championship next year. You have to take advantage of this moment if you're LeBron because you've got the Nuggets in front of you and then two inexperienced teams on the other side in Miami and Boston. Yeah, you know, I don't want to compare it all the way to 2011, but if you look back at LeBron's incredible career in the playoffs, not coming up with a championship against that Dallas squad will haunt him forever. Yes. That will be moved out of the way yeah. if they aren't able to finish the job today right? because of the inexperience factor. Yeah. That is a huge thing because even against that Dallas squad, there were two Hall of Famers on that squad. Dog. They had a 2-1 lead, and they could. They should have been up 3-0. Um, they blew a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. I'll, listen, I'll Shouts never forget it. I, I was standing there. I was standing right there. Dwayne Wade hit a three in the corner with his, uh, you know, wrist broken. You know, kind of holding it as a pose. He's yep. kicking one leg up. You know, on one leg, the whole place is rocking. They're up 15, and out of nowhere, in like seven minutes, the lead is gone. Dallas wins the game. They still had a 2-1 lead and still blew it because LeBron imploded in those fourth quarters. To your point, there is not a bigger moment in his career that will be magnified than that, unless... Unless, unless somehow, you know, they fall short against what's left in front of them from a... And this is strictly from an experience perspective. I want to be clear about that. Denver's for real. That's a real squad with real ballers on it. The Boston Celtics are for real. That's a real squad with great coaching and, and ballers. And, and obviously, we know what Miami is. For real. So to lose to one of those teams, assuming that it's a good series, would be a huge, huge disappointment. But it's not like they lost to a bunch of bums. Right. But with that being said... Because of the time that, Le- that LeBron has left in his peak form, he really needs to get this done this season. Mm-hmm. Really needs to get it done this season because this will rank right up there with 2011 in terms of failed playoff appearances. Even yep. if it's the finals, it will be yep. a failed playoff appearance without a chip because of the lack of experience he'll be facing. 
Let's go to the phones. Justin in the LBC. If you want to weigh in on that, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Justin, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Hey. Hey, hey. Good, man. Uh, yeah, great day to be a Laker fan. I'll tell you that much, man. It is a beautiful day. Um, first of all, I think the Clippers didn't get it done because I think that they had no heart whatsoever. Game five was absolutely a game changer, blowing that lead you could see in their face. And you know what? I am thankful we didn't get Paul George because that dude is soft, absolutely soft. Their chemistry, every, everybody thought it was going to be handed to them. Pat Beverly opening his mouth, Paul George opening his mouth, all these guys opened their mouths while LeBron and AD just put their head down and went to work. And you know what? Hey, this is a purple and gold town, man, last time I checked. And all those people jumping on the Clippers wagon, hey, we got no room for you over here. So take a back seat and watch the real men play. <laughs> all right, Justin, thanks for the call. Tony in Santa Clarita. Tony, what's up? The Clippers didn't choke. They tanked. And professionals could make a tank look like a choke. Wait, wait, wait. Something You're saying they lost on the purpose? Bubble, and there's mutiny on that team. They don't like the executives and they don't like the coaches and something's going on over there. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You oh. think that they lost on purpose? I think they just gave up because they got tired because they don't have good fitness, conditioning, and they know they can't do it, and they know that the Lakers are going to beat them anyway. And they want West and Rivers out of there. And, and George and Leonard want to make player personnel decisions and take over the team, kind of like LeBron told the Lakers who he wanted. They want to tell them who they want, and they want their own coach, and they don't want to be lectured by West and Rivers with their 1950s and 60s and 70s like high school lecture junk. All right, thanks for the call. I don't know if I buy that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they lost the purpose. First of all, I think, I think Denver took it from them, and I don't think their grip on it was very strong. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't think they handed it to them, though. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's a little too conspiracy theorist-ish for yeah, that's, me. That's a little QAnon for us. <laughs> Daniel is in La Puente. Daniel! Daniel! Daniel? Hi, yeah, hi guys. How's it going? Hey! Hey there, brother. Hey, so um, first of all, I'll leave the Lakers town. It's always going to be a Lakers town no matter what. True, um, true. But I heard on Purgatory, uh, how you guys are attacking this scenario. How about Ben Simmons and Paul George? Ooh. Uh, no, Ooh. I mean, no. I think from I like it from a, a basketball reasons standpoint. I don't like it from no, what LZ and I personnel was too. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But I'm saying for a basketball reasons I like it, but to LZ's point, from a leadership standpoint, like he's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's well, too he's young, just, first but, of all. But he, on the floor he's I mean I mean I'm not trying to make any No, they need a they need a guy that could organize offense, there's no question. I think that part of it you're right. And so, as far as as far as on a basketball scenario, he's the, the leader of the team. I mean, you know, he would be the leader of the floor. Um, again, it, it doesn't matter because the Clippers are never going to do anything in LA to begin with. But I'm just saying, as a better result, maybe get past the second round. Why not try to go for Ben Simmons and B can't do anything with him? Uh, why not give it to Kawhi? All right, Daniel. Thank you so much. I, I, you know, I just think that LZ, what we've just talked about, like I think that for as much as there's basketball reasons, and we'll take more calls in a second at eight seven 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 ten ESPN, is that just, there's a leadership void there, and you, yeah. he's not, he's less vocal than Kawhi, I think, <laughs> and less talented. Yes. So, it's, so it's like yeah. you're getting a lesser player than Paul George, and you're not making up for what you need desperately, which is a vocal leader. Yeah. Like Kawhi is the lead by example guy. Yeah. And if you have a bunch of people on the same page like Toronto, that works. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, so we'll take a few more calls. We got what you need to know. Keyshawn's going to join us at 5. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What you need to know brought to you by our friends at Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Keyshawn coming up in a second. LZ, the all-NBA teams have been released. And look, not a ton of surprises when it came to uh, the first team. Uh, two Lakers. Mm-hmm. You have LeBron. You have AD. LeBron was unanimous. Giannis was also unanimous. James Harden, uh, Luka Doncic was also uh, on the team as well. I got some really cool Luka stats, though, for you. Are you ready for, to hear this? Sure. Um, Luka, I didn't know any of this. Like, I was really impressed. I saw this today on ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, Luka is the first, first or second year player on the first NBA team since Tim Duncan. Okay? Wow. Um, the only other t- players 21 or younger that have appeared on the All-NBA first team. Uh, LeBron did it in year three. He was 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, KD uh, did it in year three. Uh, Tim Duncan, the aforementioned, who did it as a rookie. Rick Berry. So he is one of five guys in the history of the sport, 21 or younger, to make first team. That's really impressive. And he deserved it. Oh, I, no question I, I about it. Argue, he was amazing. Yeah, I would argue that um, James Harden's space should have been Dame Lillard's. Yes. But um, – Overall, I have no problem with the first with the first team. So my issue was on second and third team. So yes. s- second team was Nikola Jokic. I'm fine. Yep. Kawhi, I'm fine. I'm fine. Damian Lillard, I'm fine. I thought he should have been first team, but or whatever. Okay. Chris Paul, I'm fine. I'm fine. Pascal Siakam. There's a problem here. Yeah. Um, so Pascal Siakam got the nod over Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler, and I'm like, dog. Though both those guys were more deserving than Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I think they felt the need, voters felt the need to reward Toronto for a good season. That wasn't a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you send them like an edible arrangement saying, way to go, guys. Right. You don't make Pascal Siakam a second team all nba Right. Not ahead of those two guys. Not ahead were... of those guys. Yeah. Um, so the third team was Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook, um, and look, those guys had great regular seasons. And Rudy Gobert, who, look, has been the no. proverbial defensive player of the year. But let me ask you this. Yes. What other big man would you have gone with there? Embiid? Bam? I would have gone with Bam. Okay. I would have gone. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather have in your, on your squad? Uh, I think that Bam Adebayo is the third best big man in the NBA right now. I think that AD and Jokic are the best two. And then Bam is right there behind Jokic. All right. So you're on Team LZ, which is I saw that and I was like going, why are you rewarding the guy that shut down the world of sports with his irresponsibility? <laughs> well, uh, my thing was more that you know Bam is not, you know Rudy is way more limited on offense than Bam is. I mean, I don't even trust him in a pick and roll situation. Right. Let alone throw him the ball in the paint. I think Bam is the more versatile player by far. I think that that, that is absolutely the case. He ain't nothing but a light-skinned Hassan Whiteside, dog. 
Um, and then uh, here we got, speaking of BAM, the BAM block yesterday. So Magic Johnson tweeted that he thought it was the greatest um, block he had seen in NBA playoff history. And I'll say this, you know, I talk, you and I talked about this yesterday in our 15-minute extravaganza, and he said actually best defensive play he'd ever seen in the playoffs. So we were talking about it, and you made the great point, and Keyshawn's going to join us in a second. You made the great point about just the, I guess, basically the stakes, right? That the stakes in game one can't be what it is in, like, the Detroit Larry Bird steal game, right, that you right. had brought up. Um but what, when I talked to guys yesterday, when I was talking to them about the Clippers stuff, I asked them about Bam, and ev- all these guys said, you have no idea, this is why Magic said what he said, you have no idea how hard it is from a physics standpoint to make up the ground that he made up in such a short time closing out to help, blocking it with his offhand while the guy is over him, okay? And his wrist being strong enough to swat that thing back, to bend all the way as far as a wrist can bend without breaking and reject him that way. So ESPN Stats and Info says that the chances of Jason Tatum dunking that there were well over 86%. I think it was 86%. Um, So physics say it's really hard. I don't know. I think Magic may be a little hyperbolic, but, man, that was an amazing play. No, it was an absolutely amazing play, and – I sat there and I looked at it and I originally thought it was like perhaps it was goaltending. We were talking about that in our text exchange because I thought his hand was in the cylinder. Right. And you realize it was because his wrist was bent back so so far back trying to block the shot. So it made all the sense in the world. But I still believe 2016 block is the one, whether it's the moment, whether it's the physics, whether it's the narrative, like that is the best block in NBA playoff history. Yeah, I, I agree. That is the number one. Uh, Bams is, you know, probably top five, six top in that five. range. Yeah, he's top but five it, for it, sure. it was really impressive from a physics standpoint. But yeah. And then lastly, before we get to key, college hoops, uh, according to sources at ESPN, could start as soon as November 25th. All right, that's what you need to know. Uh, time to go to the Celebrity Hotline, presented by our friends at Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Keyshawn Johnson, all our friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. KJZ. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin each and every morning, five to nine on this very station. Uh, Key, you, no, uh, you, no, you had no, 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 no. Shut up, George. Just listen real quick. Okay, you're oh. gonna like this. Yeah, you're gonna love this, right? Okay, okay. Uh, you're gonna love it too, LZ. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning. It's gonna drive you crazy, LZ, because it drove me crazy to admit it. George Sedano. Yeah. Miami resident. Yeah. Miami apologist and whatever else you want to call it, right? I strongly owe you a major apology. You want to know why? Why is that? Eric Spolstra? See, that's why you're too smart for your own damn good. That's why I had to get (laughs) off the show with you, because you're too smart. (laughs) I owe you an apology for Eric. Yeah. Right? I mean... Especially when I look at that disaster of a 3-1 lead blown by the Clippers and Doc Rivers. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, damn, George was right. Right? <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at that and I'm going, oh, God, it pains me in the stomach to admit it. But I was wrong. So far, I was completely wrong. Eric Spoelstra is a hell of a coach, man. 
he's a hell of a coach. To get what he's getting out of that and those players, which, look, you got Bam, okay, who does well. Iguodala's there. You know, you got some uh, uh, Tyler, uh, what is it, Tyler Hero. He's there. Jimmy Butler's bringing that fire and everything. But Coach is getting it out of him, right? He's doing less. He's doing more with less than what Doc Rivers had. And that just drives me crazy. And I know it's the East and the West. I get all that. But I was wrong. I just want to admit that. That's all. Just want no, to it, you, it, you, it, you can go to sleep tonight on the left side of the pillow. Hey, Laura, me, Laura me, make sure you keep that cut and you hold that clip for so, so Sedona can go to sleep with that no, but if you run, But if you run the clip beyond this show right now, I'll never come back on. Well, so don't, no, you know, don't, Keith, don't Keith, you know, Keith, me. Keith, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have Laura send it to me. She's going to be my ringtone every time you call me or FaceTime me. <laughs> no, but no doubt, though. I mean. Well, Spo doesn't lose a 3-1 lead with Kawhi and Paul George on his roster. That's no. for sure. No, he does not. Hell, me and you don't lose a 3-1 <laughs> lead. What the hell you mean, Spo? We, ugh, I don't even want to. Uh, it, it wasn't just a 3-1 lead. It, it was like wasn't swallowing just a, a whole lead. lemon without even cutting it. It wasn't just a 3-1 lead. It was a 3-1 lead that had multiple double-digit leads within each elimination yeah. game. Yeah. Exactly. It was the combination. LG, the 16, the 16, the 15, the 19, you call it. Whatever numbers you want to <laughs> say is double-digit. And they squandered that. Man, that, you know, and I had to stay up. You can only imagine. I got to get up at 3.34, 3.34 every morning, just like we used to have to do on the morning show. But – I'm sitting there. I got to watch it from beginning to end because it's game seven. It's the biggest thing going. And I got to watch it from beginning to end to the last shot. Even though late in the fourth quarter, they were ahead by double digits. I still had because anything could happen in the last minute, right? <laughs> you know, you could look up and all of a sudden they jacking threes and then it's nine points, it's 12 points, and things turn into something totally different, you know? So that's. That's, and so when I had to sit up to watch that, I mean, I almost lost my head. <laughs> and then on top of that, I had to. And then on top of that, I had to make sure to get in on Marcellus. Well, yeah. I saw the video. So for those that didn't get a chance to see the video, you can see it on Key's Twitter at Keyshawn. But if you can give us a condensed version of what you said to Marcellus in that video, well, it, you know, I was a little tipsy after about <laughs> five frozens in, so I had Tuesday Taco Tuesday, right? You know. Right. You, Taco Tuesday. So I had about five frozen at the at the uh, taco bar that was down the street from the house. Mm. And then I had a two and a half when I mm. got home because mm. it was late in the fourth quarter. So I'm still there. And then I had to kind of let him know the Clippers are the Clippers. And yeah. they're going to always be the Clippers. And something that I said to LZ and Travis when they first signed Kawhi and LZ and Travis tried to tell, oh, Steve Ballmer, this is different. It feels Jerry West. Look, I told you Kawhi was coming to the Clippers. He gave me all the, you know, LZ gave me all the stuff, which, you know, he thought he had it right in the beginning. I'm like, man, the Clippers are the Clippers. I'm just telling you. And they argued me back and forth. So I had to send that video out to let my ex-colleagues know that it was problematic that the Clippers just dropped one to the Denver Nuggets after having a 3-1 lead. And then I, I had to, you know, smile about it and have some fun along with, Marcellus, because Marcellus is a fake Clipper. We got him in Laker gear. You know, he's a turncoat. He's he's a he's a switcher, uh, LZ. One minute he's a Laker fan. He got Laker gear on. Look at my social media. We caught him. He didn't realize that they got receipts out there. Well, listen, Keith. 
I argue with you about the Clippers being the Clippers because I don't believe that the name on a jersey tells you what's in a man's heart. And I always hate it when they do things like say, Michigan hasn't beat so-and-so, so-and-so in 15 seasons. It's like going, listen, these are different kids, all right? They don't need to hear about what happened 10 seasons ago. They weren't there. They weren't even born. So I felt the same way about the Clippers. I'm like going, no one with the team of Kawhi and Paul George and Doc as your coach and you have a decent owner – no one's thinking, oh, well, this team's not going anywhere. No, we're all but thinking let me ask, let me, this let team's me going this somewhere. You know, coach, but, but you say Michigan hadn't beat them in 15 years, but was that true? Or is it true that the Clippers are always clipping? I mean, yeah, is it they true? Are. Yeah. It's, the, it's, curse is, you know the curse is real. The curse just, is real. Since we're doing apologies, I, too, would like to issue an apology. I apologize. Keyshawn Johnson, just, the, the I apologize with arguing with you. I am now ready to finally accept this ridiculous truth. It's ridiculous, but it's still true. And that is apparently the Clippers are still the Clippers no matter what. And look, and next year, <laughs> look, and next year is next year, right? We, we, we got to get through this year and get through all the madness that we've been dealing with in 2020. Mm. Next year is next year. For all we know, the Lakers get bounced in the second round next year and the Clippers win the NBA title. We don't know, right? They may they may refocus. Doc Rivers may change his Roster. game plans and the way that he conducts business. And, and Reggie Jackson may get more minutes because of the defensive play versus trying to leave Patrick Beverly and some other guys on the floor, Lou Williams, because of offense. He may change his whole strategy. He may also feel like they've played together, <laughs> that they played together more and they've been Man, in that's such a more. garbage excuse. <laughs> Had you ever heard such a sorry ass excuse before key in your life? Yeah. Well the chemistry and I love stuff. Doc. And I well love but by Doc, the way right, Sedano, I love yeah. him. He's 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 great for our he country. Is. He's great for who he stands to be. All of the things that we like him as a we we like him on T V. Yeah. We liked him as a head coach. Like he's and like if I had to hire a head coach, I would hire him. Yes. But then when you come and you give me that, Doc, come on, man. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, to? Key, to to that point, and and look, we all like Doc. Uh, there is no question about that. But to, that's on him, right? Like you set the culture at the end of the day, right? And you let those guys do the way, do it the way they wanted to do it. You know, you remember there were stories, okay, a few months ago about issues in the locker room because Kawhi and Paul George were getting preferential treatment. And look, stars get preferential treatment all the time, but it was so stark, the contrast, that guys were like, what the hell is going on here? This isn't what, we were, what we've done here uh, previously. Like, we're supposed to be have a specific culture. Everyone's got to buy in. And there wasn't a lot of buy-in. And that's on Doc. You know, they have a lack of, of leadership in a, on a number of fronts, on the floor with the players. But I think Doc, for the first time, really kind of showed that he was way too lenient with these guys. And you can't cheat the game, man. But he was lenient in Boston with the big three. But you, could, but you had Kevin Garnett. Three. You had Kevin Garnett on that three. team. Yeah. Yeah, but you got you, – you, okay, George, here we go. We're going to get into a lightweight argument. Let's go. Uh-oh. It's been a long time. What's the difference between KG and Kawhi? Oh, Kevin Garnett. Oh, that's a huge about, you're difference. You're still talking about two of the top players in the history of the NBA. Difference. That's yeah, a but, huge but key, difference, Key. LZ's right. Two. It's a huge. Kevin Garnett will chew you out. Kevin Garnett is you. Okay, okay, Keyshawn. okay. You, 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 you're talking about from a. You talk. I understand what you're saying. You're talking yeah. about from a, 
from a personality. Yeah. Personality leadership perspective. Yeah. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. But I can understand how a coach can see I've had success doing it this way, which all coaches in sports do it, right? They mm-hmm. they have success doing it a certain way, and that's the way it is, whether it's Coach Riley who teaches Eric Spoelstra how to do it because I won with my team this way, and this is how we're going to run their ass to death and we're going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. And mm-hmm. so Doc probably looked at what he did in Boston with the big three and how they handled it. He gave them treatment the way he did, and he figured, okay, I got these guys here that I hold on the same type of level. I can give him the same latitude to do certain things, and we should be okay. I'm putting him on autopilot, and we're going to roll, and it didn't work out that way. No, you had KG, you had Rondo. Paul? And then you had Paul. So Doc And you had Ray Allen. Right. Had, but Ray Allen's personality is more along the long line of PG. No, no I understand, but yeah. you still fall in line. But you right, still fall in sure. line. But you will fall in line. Right. The Clippers yeah. didn't have anyone – who in the fourth quarter could look over at Kawhi and PG and say, y'all, you know what I'm trying to say, needs to ball. Y'all, what are y'all doing? Like, right. And you, need no somebody, you need somebody to get in their butt. You yes. know what I'm saying? And That's the reality no of it. Yeah. There was no one. I mean, they were taking some shots. There was a moment when Kawhi was trying a Euro step, and he just literally just kind of walked right into somebody and had a turnover. Oh like, yeah, when he when the when the ball hit the front of the rim or something. Yeah, and I, I was like, listen, man, Yo. Th- this is when you call a timeout and you curse at somebody. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when Paul George hit the side of the backboard on Hard a three point attempt, I was two. like, <laughs> I was like, oh my, he is so shook. I've never seen someone that shook before. <laughs> well, what I what I said yes last night as I was drunk texting to my new colleagues over here, <laughs> pressure will burst a pipe when you mm-hmm. want up. 3-1, and all of a sudden it's 3-3, three, three. man, that thing get real tight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, it gets so tight, it's yeah. ridiculous, right? Yeah. And, then, and then all of a sudden you look up, and you three quarters in, and you that thing's slipping away. It's like climbing up. It's like climbing a pole with grease on it, and you can't get up to the top because you keep sliding down. That's what it felt like when I was watching that game. Yeah. They just kept sliding, kept sliding, and the longer it went, and, and, I, and I said this on my show this morning, I don't take satisfaction in people being, you know, sad or whatever case. But for whatever reason, I love looking at their faces on that bench. Ooh, they had their faces. Them faces, LZ and Ooh, them faces told it all right there. It's like, they man. Were, they were sad. And, and like, they already Ooh, that's knew. That sad, that's that sad look like you lost your puppy and you've been trying yeah. to find him for a week. They, yeah. they knew exactly what Twitter was saying, what everybody was oh, saying yeah. about them. They, they, knew. They, knew. Yeah. They, they knew. They knew. They knew. They knew for sure. Key, before we let but, you go. Hey, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because the Lakers are in it and we rolling. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Key, Key, before we let you go, since you were uh, you know, knee-deep on five margs on uh, Taco Tuesday, will you have more margaritas today? It is Mexican Independence Day, September Woo-hoo! 16th. No, I can't do it today. My next, my next uh, alcohol problem will be Sunday when the NFL takes place and watching the game. So I won't even I can't even have a drink on Thursday night for Cincinnati and Cleveland. That won't even I probably could drink a whole bottle and won't get drunk watching that. Well, I was going to say that that game would drive me to drink actually. Oh, that's so just trash. You got to watch <laughs> that too. No, my next my next drink will be Sunday. My next drink will be Sunday. Yeah, it'll be okay. Sunday. All yeah, right. It'll be Sunday watching all the games. 
Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Travis is there as well. Each and every morning, 5 to 9, right here on this very station. Key, uh, thank you for stopping by. I can't believe I had to apologize to Sedano. Hey, listen. Every, one, every once in a while, Key, you know, you're gonna, you have to have your comeuppance. And even you, who's generally right 99.9% of the time, there is that point one. And, I, you know, I, I, I just feel honored that I was that point one today. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, next time yeah, you call, we got to talk about your football predictions, making too. Making the highest paid coach in the NBA. <laughs> okay. All right, man. All right, Key, be good. All uh, right, be good. See you. There he is. Keyshawn Johnson. All right, Mama Momo's coming up next. She's going to join us in three minutes.